right. Today, I'd like to welcome to the podcast, Mr. Peter Brissett. Thank you for coming back. Thank you, Jamie, for having me back. <laughs> yeah, anytime. Oh. You can come anytime. Fantastic. Uh, today, we're going to talk about Peter's uh, 3 to 5 Club. So through his trading and mastermind group, Westminster 3 to 5 Club, Peter provides entrepreneurs the tools to quickly increase revenues while working less in their business. These business owners discover the three key building blocks that allow them to move from survival to significance and using their business to fund their ideal lifestyle. We'll talk about what all that means. Yes, we are. Peter has done this in his own business, growing revenues four times while taking more time off and regular vacations. Yes, you disappear for like weeks at a time. Weeks at a time. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, so thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be. Uh, so since you've been here before, I have to ask the first question oh, differently. Yes. Okay. Uh, so what is your biggest pet peeve? Oh my gosh, my biggest pet peeve. Uh, so I had to drive like a long ways to get here. Mm -hmm. um, Peter's on the north side. I the packed a lunch. I mean, it's so far. <laughs> I got to eat on the way. But uh, anyway, my biggest pet peeve right now, in particular here in Colorado, is people that drive slow in the fast lane. Like, get out of just <laughs> get over. Just get off your phone. There's three other lanes for you. There's plenty of lanes. There's nobody there mm -hmm. sometimes. And if, if there's nobody there, you should get over. And apparently people don't understand that. And so I I would think as you get older, you get more patient and more mm -hmm. kind, mm -hmm. which is, I think, generally true, except when I'm driving. <laughs> I feel like I'm a road rage just waiting to happen. No. Yeah. Just so what do you listen to when you're driving? Well, what, what we I've tried to, to do, <laughs> well, see, unfortunately, sometimes like I'm listening to the news, which mm -hmm. is a bad idea. Yeah, don't do that. Um, or I'm listening to sports talk and they're talking about the Broncos, which is another bad idea right now. Your blood pressure. In general. <laughs> so I think that those two could be triggers. So, you know, a little um, like... Taylor Swift. Yeah, there you go. I like really, Beyonce, usually. That yeah, like something good. like that would make it a lot better. I got the playlist. I just got to tune them up. And... Um, I also recommend True Crime Podcasts. Oh. That's what I listen to when I'm driving. That's a great idea. Which means, like, I don't even want to get out of the car because I'm, like, riveted. So we're good. Like, so you're, like, could... happy to be in the car. I'm happy to be in the car because I get to oh, listen to my podcast. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. True Crime. Yeah. Huge fan of Red Handed right now. Okay. Not sponsored. Um, <laughs> it's a It's a British they're British. Redheaded. So, oh, and they you say, got the accent and, they, yeah, and all that? Yeah, and oh, so good. like you have the accent too because then you're happy because you're listening to somebody oh, with a different accent. It's just awesome. That's a great idea. And they're funny. I'm doing it. They're hilarious. I'm doing it. <laughs> okay, good. We fixed you. I love it. Woohoo! So how did you get started with 3 to 5 Club? Uh, well, so the story is, uh, I mean, I'm, I live here in Denver. This mm -hmm. is like the home of 3 to 5 Club. Mm -hmm. And... I had never heard of Chuck Blakeman, no, who started Three to Five Club, mm -hmm. wrote the book "Making Money's Killing Your Business," which is kind of the foundation of Three to Five Club. And uh, like, I had never heard of this guy, which is weird because like I know everybody. Like, I work in marketing. I mm -hmm. connect with social media people, marketing people, people trying to grow their business. Like, that's what I do. But my mentor, who used to live here in Denver new Chuck mm -hmm. and he's in Maryland. Now we were just discussing the whole idea of the industrial age mm -hmm. and how that impacts how we operate today and that out. it's, it's, this is a messed up system. Mm -hmm. And we had just had a conversation about that. And there was some post on Facebook 
uh, where someone had, had posted an article about it. And, and my mentor's name's Gogo, by the way. Gogo, he, he commented on it. He tags me and he tags Chuck. Mm -hmm. And so we're commenting on this thing. I'm like, oh, this Chuck guy sounds interesting. Mm -hmm. And so I went you know, to his page and I'm like, oh, he's in three to five club. What's three to five club? And then I'm looking at the website. I'm like, this sounds interesting. And it really came at an important time for me because I had I had gone through a transition in my business where I, I built a business that was making money. I, I got there mm -hmm. and I was incredibly busy and I felt like it was controlling me completely. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had I had this one situation with a client that if I really had the guts or I knew I could financially survive, I would have fired him that day. Mm -hmm. And, and that really triggered me to, to make a change. So what happened was this client, um, big client, uh, we, we'd been talking about different things and all that. And I, I was doing so much work for him. Anyway, he's like, Hey, uh, I, I'm going to get you a laptop. He basically said, Hey, we're, we're going to get you a laptop. Awesome. That'd be great. I could use a new laptop. And so then I go into his office. And we sit down. He's like, I've got your bonus check. Or I got this laptop over here that I picked up. Which one do you want? Your client did this? My client did this. The audacity. <laughs> and I, like, I stayed calm in my demeanor because it was like, I need the money. I'm not, I need the money. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just where I was at that moment. But I was just like... Why do I feel slimy and dirty and awful right now? Like I've just been totally used and abused. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that that was one of those moments where that's a defining moment where you go, I don't think I want to do this this way anymore. Mm -mm. <clears throat> so I'd gone through some transition, which was really tough for me mentally just to, to grasp and get a hold of, of even understanding that I need to get rid of this client, which was like 50% of my revenue mm -hmm. uh, and, and getting a hold on that. But through that process, I, I made the, the conscious decision that do I want to be this guy that's just doing a lot of work mm -hmm. that has some recurring clients? So really what it amounted to was this freelance marketing consultant mm -hmm. that had a few recurring clients. Yeah. Not really a business that runs on its own. And so I thought, what the heck? What if I made this a real business? Right. What What could that look like? Mm -hmm. And so that that was a process I had started quite a few months before that post that happened. And I, I really wanted to find things that would help me do that. And so when that came up and three to five came up, it was like, this is what I this is a piece of what I've been looking for. Mm -hmm. I need I need to know how to build a business that can actually run because I had no idea. I had worked in corporate for a long time. I've been a sales guy. Yeah. Most of the time. So most of us don't know from being in I have the no business. idea what that means to build or grow a business. Right. Most right? people don't. And so yeah, I could sell stuff. I could do the work that we were mm -hmm. doing. I could consult. But that's not the same as running a business. Right. And so so anyway, that was a really critical time. That was about five years ago. Mm -hmm that I came across that post. So within probably about two months, I was in three to five club, started my journey. I love it. Yeah.
So how and why did you decide to facilitate your own three to five club? So I guess we could talk about the structure real quick. So three to five club is a group of business owners who are building mature businesses, right? And then there's a facilitator who teaches, helps with conversations, helps move people along. Um, And you can buy in basically into the franchise to facilitate your own club. Correct. So how and why did you decide to to facilitate your own club? Uh, So a big, big piece for me was just how fundamentally it changed my business Mm -hmm. and really changed my life Mm -hmm. to really grasp the concepts. Some of the stuff we'll talk about here, but uh, like it's life changing. And as much as I enjoy marketing and doing that stuff, which I like, and I like having that business. Uh, there wasn't as much meaning for me in that as being able to have the opportunity to help a business owner really move forward in their business so and to see what that's going to do for them mm-hmm. in their lives. To me, that was much more meaningful, much more rewarding type of work uh, to be doing. And so that that's the biggest reason uh, for me is, is how is this going to impact um, others and can I spend more time doing this stuff that I loved doing in my business? Mm-hmm. You know, how do I how do I um, keep my vision and focus on the right things? And how do I understand why I should be doing this? And how do I how do I do that myself? And so teaching it um, helps others, but it helps me stay on track too. Keeps you accountable. Yes. Because you have to do yes. what you're preaching. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we wanted to talk about the four building blocks of a mature business. Can yes. you break those down for us? Absolutely. So the first one mm-hmm. is called the big why. Mm-hmm. And this, this breaks down a couple different things. So it's, it's what is your vision for your life uh, and, and creating your ideal lifestyle. Uh, so it's, nebulous like why it's hard to talk about it's it's like oh wow that sounds great yeah (laughs) wonderful so (laughs) glad you got that thing whatever that is (laughs) but it's really how are you going to find the motivation to do the work it's going to take and if you don't have a bigger purpose uh to it that's driving you Mm -hmm. um then then that makes it difficult and a, a lot of times so when we talk ideal lifestyle you know not just from a like this isn't just about being comfortable. Yeah, money wise. Mm-hmm. It's about what am I doing to impact the world? Yeah. What am I what part, how am I making a difference? Yeah, what am I doing with my life? Yes. That is making a difference. Yes. Yeah, so that's giving me significance. I talk about significance. I could be I could be doing whatever. I could have a marketing business. Mm-hmm. I could have any kind of business, but that doesn't necessarily isn't necessarily the thing that I do with my time and my money and my resources. That's the most impactful. Exactly. And so fi- so looking at big why and talking about big why. So my experience with that too was a little bit, if you ever were in Amway or any other multi-level marketing company. Oh Lord, here we go. How many of those? I don't know if you did. <laughs> I never MLM. Oh, good job. Way to go. Okay. I, actually, that's a lie. I signed up for Duterte to get the, the discount, but I never saw Oh, well, it. that's different. <laughs> yeah. I signed up for all of them. <laughs> This was back. My parents were in Amway. My parents were in Amway. Back when I had a job, mm-hmm. right? And I was trying to figure out because this job was never providing, Everything you know, 
everything that I needed. So I was always looking for other options. And, and, but they created the dream. What's the dream, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of it was about, oh, the cars and the houses and all that stuff. But I struggled with that because I didn't really care about having a fancy car. Or an airplane. Or a giant house or an airplane. Those material things, like I like to be comfortable, mm-hmm. but I, I don't need the biggest house on the block. Yeah. I don't need the, the nicest car. car. You know, I mean... I was out with my buddy the other night from high school. I just, I bought a, a, a new car. You did. Last year. And it's pretty. It's a pretty car. It's a base model Hyundai Sonata. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Here's like, I need a new car. I'm simple, just going to go buy a base model Honda Sonata. But that's what I've been looking at. I want a Hyundai Kona. <laughs> They're great. It's a great car. A base model's fine. Actually, whatever has heated seats, that's what I want. Well, you might have to upgrade for that I want, one. I want a warm butt. That's all I really need. I didn't even care about heated seats. So, but the other night I'm out with my buddies and, uh, he's like, oh, hey, I'll, we were going from one place to another and, uh, I get in his brand new Dodge Challenger oh, limited edition. They only made 1500 of them. I mean, this thing is a race car. I know. <laughs> like I cannot believe the buttons and the things and the power. And I'm just like, I can't imagine what he paid for this vehicle expensive they're like a house that he's in love with not in denver but a house somewhere but else. ultimately it's like whatever dude i care less mm-hmm. i almost said i could give a shit but that's fine you can take it give a shit we, on here. It, oh, yeah, we totally. won't get beeped out no or maybe i don't well, know i mean Do we, we might beep? get beeped out but... <laughs> so uh you know so for me it was like whatever dude like what a waste of money like because I just think there's so much more we can do to do with our money. To impact other people. But it was it was a struggle for me to really think about the big why. Uh, because when I came to 3 to 5 Club initially, I was like, tell me how. Like, I need to know how to do this. Mm-hmm. And I need to know everything about how. <laughs> and and so what, what Chuck said in 3 to 5 Club was that you're asking the wrong question. Yeah. What you need to know is why. Yeah. Why are we doing this? why are you doing this mm-hmm. and it it took me some time to wrap my my head around that mm-hmm. to really understand um why that is and there's a little piece of it when you start creating this ideal lifestyle and start looking at okay if i had money and time reasonable money and i had time mm-hmm. what would i actually do with that what would you do with your how life? would i spend my time mm-hmm. and when you start to allow yourself to imagine and think about what that is you know, for different people, it could be, there could be different struggles with that. I know for me, I feel like there's some head trash there. And I'm, a lot of this, I realize goes back in the history of, of my parents mm-hmm. and, and where they came from. And it really was this idea of, do I deserve that? Mm-hmm. Is that for me? Oh, yeah. Can I, Can, yeah. is that okay for me and to have is that? Is it okay for me to not work 50 hours a week or yeah. whatever? Yeah. Yeah. And so, so there was a little bit of that, that, um, you know, that I definitely had to work through with that. And I think that's, I think that's common for a lot of people, depending on where we come from. It's actually so funny. I was in a interview once and like one of the interview interview questions was like, if you won the lottery, would you still work? And I was like, no. And they were like, wrong question. <laughs> or like wrong answer. And I was like, why would I work if I won the lottery? <laughs> right. Why would you work if you won the why? lottery? Yeah. You know? And I was like, okay, you know, because what they were doing, like if what you're doing really like really feeds because you. Because you're so passionate about what you, you're doing. Right. And that's great, but yes. 
what from what I'm doing now, like I was just working in a CPA firm right. doing other people's taxes. Right. Why, why why would, would I keep doing me? that? Yeah, why would I keep no. doing that? No. Um, but I realize now, this is like five or six years ago, um, why they would still work and why I would say no. Yeah. Right? They found meaning and purpose right, they in their work. Purpose. Whatever so that was. First building block is big why. Big why. What's the second one? So number two moves us to, which is a combination of two things. Mm -hmm. One is a mechanism we call the business maturity date. Yep. And the second piece of that is the two-page strategic plan. So the strategic plan is the piece that helps you map out and stay on focus with what your next steps are. So again, going back to when I came to, came to 3 to 5 Club, I was saying I need to know how all the steps mm -hmm. to do this. Chuck's like, wrong question. You need to know why. Mm -hmm. The second piece of that is you need to know when. Right. When is whatever it is I want going to happen? So what typically happens with a lot of business owners is that you say, hey, where would you like to be in the next five years? Mm -hmm. Well, I'd like to be, you know, the business would have more revenue. We'd be more profitable. The team would be running more things. I, I would be working less. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, that sounds great. And then in five years, you would come to them and go, oh, where do you want to be in five years? Oh, I want to be, you know, have more revenue. Like five years is nebulous. There's no specific mm -hmm. uh, time to that. So what, what we call a business maturity date, and this is really just one step towards where you want to go, is we pick a date and time mm -hmm. and we specify this is what the business will look like at that date and time. Mm -hmm. And we connect that to an event that helps force you to make it happen. And that event is typically, I'm going to disappear for about three weeks. We'll see what happens. And see. <laughs> and hopefully it all works out. What happens. And ideally at business maturity, the business is like you didn't have to stay up all night the week before in order to prepare to leave. Mm -hmm. And when you come back, you know, it's not going to be on fire. Mm -hmm. So that that's the basic standard. So. However much revenue that is for you, mm -hmm. however much income that is, personal income for you, you know, what your team looks like, what your business looks like at that moment. And what your role looks like. And what your role looks like could be I think that's any the, different. I think that's the thing we don't talk about enough is, yes, it can't be on fire when you get back. Yes. That's the big piece. It um, is. And so I kind of did a little bit of a trial run yes. last year. I went to Mexico for a week. Um, How'd that go? Uh, nothing was on fire, but also nothing got handled. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff just sat there. It just kind of sat there. But that's a great learning moment yeah, for you to was, figure that out. I was like, y'all were supposed to handle this. Stuff. <laughs> You're not supposed to just reply that I'm out of town. And I'll get to it when I get back. She'll be back next week. <laughs> but I was like, okay, we have work to do. But it yeah. was good. And we, um, we always suggest people take trial runs. Yes. So I love the vision cast. So the the two-page strategic plan takes that BMD and it basically breaks it down into action steps. So yes. we're hitting those goals. So mm -hmm. we're doing those little tiny steps towards that goal. Yep. So that's what it does. My two-page strategic plan, I just updated it. Yep. Go me. I haven't looked at it in like five months. Oh. But now it sits on my desk and I'm checking the things off. Yeah, it's really meant to be a dynamic document that you're changing and updating on a constant basis. It's not a business plan that you kind of put this big plan out there. It's a tool that you use. And everything that's on there is 
how do I get to business maturity? Because mm-hmm. the other piece that that when I was talking about the how, I felt like I need to know I needed to know everything about business mm-hmm. before I could do it. Mm-hmm. And 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 what we really learned in Three to Five Club is that if you know where you are now, and you know why you're doing it, mm-hmm. and you know when you want to be there, you want to be there, and what, and what it's going to look like. Mm-hmm. All you need to figure out is what's the next step. Mm-hmm. I just need to do this next thing because that seems like the most logical step. And then you take another step and you take another mm-hmm. step and another step. And your strategic plan allows you to make those adjustments as you go. Mm-hmm. And you might take some steps back. Going to happen. But at least you're still it's, going. It's a, it's a ziggy zag line. It's a ziggy zaggy like, line. <laughs> take in the video, put in the video, <laughs> this thing and like draw it. <laughs> it's this there's it's not this Mm-mm. it's not a linear process Mm-mm. right it's up it's down oh i took it back oh and i'm back up oh mm-hmm. and i'm down because mm-hmm. there's a lot for us to learn and figure out and stuff happens right right there's life and all that other stuff going on at the same yeah. time or we might like lose our number one client or yeah decide that clients don't fit anymore or yep. change the path i just changed the path <laughs> yeah. yes we're doing advanced tax planning now that looks different Right. So which means our clientele looks different. Absolutely. Um, so it's like, oh, okay, redo, which is fine because that's a close, it's a step closer regardless if it's a step back. Yep. It's all, it's on your strategic plan. You know where you're going, when you're going to be there and you just, you adjust as you go. Okay. What's number three? Number three. So number three is um, really the big piece of, uh, and, and the idea around, you know, we're on this treadmill. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in the hamster wheel, mm-hmm. uh, not seemingly, seemingly going anywhere. So we have to handle everything. We have to answer all the questions. Uh, we have to deal with everything. So mm-hmm. how do we actually pull ourselves away from that and disengage uh, from the business to allow others to do that? So we call them freedom maps. Process maps. Process maps. Flow charts. Yep. Basic flow charts that, um, that, that from a high level map out some of the key aspects of your business and and allows you to work with your team then to begin to go, okay, what are the tasks that I'm doing right now that are administrative mm-hmm. that I could pay an administrative person to do? So you, you build the process map mm-hmm. and you're mapping out what, uh, what are the, the basic things to get something done? Mm-hmm. So from getting a customer to onboarding them, collecting payments, right all the different pieces and who's doing that now. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, as a business owner, we're probably doing most of that. But if you look at each of those tasks too, as if someone just did that task and nothing else, what, what would you pay them per hour to do that? Right. And if it's, you know, filling out paperwork or doing these things, these administrative things right. that normally what we do as a business owner and say, Oh, well, I'm saving money because I did this task myself yeah, instead of paying someone else to do but it. How much are you saving? And it really gets down to what is your time worth? Mm-hmm. So if I'm able to do those activities that are high value, that's develop business, bring in more clients, um, find opportunities, mm-hmm. provide high level services, the higher level services. Yes. The so the, services. these things are worth, what is that worth? A hundred dollars mm-hmm. an hour, mm-hmm. $200 an hour, $500 an hour. It's pretty interesting what happens when you figure out how much you want so, to pay yourself. <laughs> exactly. Your time is worth. Exactly. And so if I'm, if I'm doing those more, but then if I look at a task that's, um, 
you know, doing this administrative work and I say I'm saving money, but if that you would pay someone $20 an hour to do that, mm -hmm. you're losing money. Right. And so, and I, I was just put this back to bookkeeping because I always ask people, is this the highest and best of your time? That's really what it has because to come down to. Even as a business owner, if you want to make a certain amount of money, so mm -hmm. let's say you want to make what 150 grand a year, let's just do that. Yep. If you figure out what that is hourly with a certain amount of utilization, that's $150 an hour. Yep. We didn't charge $150 an hour to do bookkeeping. We charge 110. Yep. You just made 40 bucks an hour. Right. <laughs> yes. I mean, even if like you're the highest price bookkeeper out there. Yep. Right. Yep. And we charge that much because it's CPA review. I review everything, right? Mm -hmm. So everything has my time in it too. Yep. So it's just it always, I'm just like, how is this a good use of your time? Yeah. Yeah. I, and like you have to deal with that with your clients. Mm -hmm. It's like, why are you spending so much time doing this stuff? There are professionals that do this. Yeah. And so if your time time's worth <laughs> $300 an hour, why are you doing even $100 an hour work mm -hmm. that my CPA should be doing? Well, also, we can do it faster. Oh, right. <laughs> and you actually know what you're doing. And half the time. <laughs> right. Right? So if it takes Eliminate you... Eliminate frustration. Right. If it takes you four hours to do yeah. it yeah. at 300, and yeah. we can do it in two hours yes. at 100. We're talking significant savings. So significant savings, yes. right? Yeah. So, and that really drives into how do we create systems and process. Mm, I love systems where and processes. I do too. <laughs> Because of what it does for me. Yeah. And this was a big mistake I made early, early on in the business. And why and part of the reason why I wound up where I was mm -hmm. was because I don't and I don't even know why I said this, right? Mm -hmm. These things come out of our heads. I don't know where these things come from. But I'm like, I'm just a little business. I don't need processes. It's not important. It's not important. I'll do that later. I'll get someone else to do it. Mm -hmm. So what happened? So your story is my favorite story about the system processes. Yes. So Peter figured out this whole pro process system, tasks, flowchart stuff before three to five, right? Yes. And what happened once you processed everything? Well, so it really came to fruition for me. I was having a conversation with the guy and he had some kind of piece of software that was to, it was kind of a, a tool to help mm -hmm. you train people how to do stuff and mm -hmm. to make sure that they did it. And he's like, you just copy your process and put it in there and it'll work. And I was like, don't have a process. Well, that's impossible because I have no process. And I'm like, okay, I, I definitely have to figure this out. Mm -hmm. I can no longer live by this, no process. So I found a, a, a couple, I actually came across a marketing guy. Um, his name is Tim Francis mm -hmm. that uh, uh, basically put together using the same tools I was already using mm -hmm. uh, and following um, uh, Work the System. Um, I can't think of the author right now. Mm -hmm. uh, great book though, just to help you understand why systems are important. Mm -hmm. We'll have Peter remember that book and we'll put it in the description yeah. box. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I highly recommend that book. Anyway, so um, so he shows some things on how he, how he organized it. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. And I, I literally, started doing, you know, working through processes and, and asking questions like when you get a, a certain email, mm -hmm. it's like, how, how can I prevent this email, this type of email mm -hmm. from one, me having to deal with it ever again, mm -hmm. or that it's even necessary, mm -hmm. right? That, that it just goes away. Mm -hmm. 
And yes, I could deal with this email in five minutes, mm -hmm. but if I took the next two hours and I created a process that dealt with this, I could eliminate it forever. Mm -hmm. And it was simple little things like that, that I just began chucking out, like whatever the thing that was in front of me, I took extra time to look at it as what's the highest and best use of my time. Mm -hmm. And whatever this is, if it's not the highest and best use of my time, how do I eliminate it and get rid of it? Mm -hmm. So I never have to do it again. So, so give us an example of an email and how you solved for it. Um, let's see. Well, well, I'll tell you one of the first. So we're a marketing business. Right. And one of the, the early things that, that we struggled with was just organizing customers' data. Mm -hmm. You know, so people are sending you logos and pictures and content and information and all these things. And they would just get thrown into a file folder somewhere, completely disorganized. Mm -hmm. And the very first process I created was, how do we organize our folders? Like, what do our folders look like? Mm -hmm. And going through and, and giving, here's a way to do it. Here's, here's all the information you need. And being able to have a document using Google Docs to share with the entire team. About how we organize folders. This is how we organize folders. Oh, I need to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so so now we all are following the same thing. So, so when everybody I know can find everything. I need to find a, an image. I know that there's a customer's folder. Mm -hmm. It's named a certain way. Mm -hmm. And inside that folder is gonna be a folder called images. That that's where his, his, his pictures are gonna be. Mm -hmm. And so if a client's emailing us something that says, here's this logo, and I have to decide, where do I put this logo? It just goes in the logo file. I don't have to decide. <laughs> it's already been decided. Right. I just put it in the folder with the images. So do you guys probably, when you get a new client, you just create their folders. Yep. And then you can just dump everything in it as it goes. Yep. It's part of the client onboarding process. I just love this. Yeah. And so when they, they come on board, here they go. They. So once you created all your processes, so... When I went to do mine, you sat down with me because yep. I'm super visual and I just need somebody. Also, I'm super, I would um, completely overthink it. Yes. So you sat you down with do me, that. you showed me how you did yours, um, and you were like, yep, so I put all these processes together. And then on noon on a Monday, I realized I had done everything because I had all my processes. That's really, I, I got to a point within uh, almost two months where I had nothing to do. <laughs> it was like, it's Tuesday. I really don't have to do anything the rest of the week. What am I going to do? <laughs> I'm going to get more clients. So, yeah, get more clients. Like, oh, and that was really when I, I started to believe, oh, maybe I could build a business. Right. And maybe I should build a business. That's awesome. Because I figured some stuff out here. And because before that, I mean, I had made lots of mistakes with this. I had outsourced to someone in the Philippines, right? A lot of people say, oh, outsource to an admin in the Philippines. <sighs> I have, I have and not that you shouldn't. Not that you shouldn't. And that works but for some present businesses. I spent $18,000 over two and a half years to somebody in the Philippines working for me. They they didn't really do much. And it wasn't their fault. No, because they you didn't know It was my fault do. because I had no system or process to even give them. And I was still going, why am I working so much? I have this person and stuff's not getting done. Yes. But if you have no structure, no system. So that was a very, I mean, 18000 would have bought my car. I could have paid cash for that thing. We all make expensive, <laughs> expensive. Things. So, 
you know, I can't tell you how many trainings and stuff I've signed up for and not followed through. Yes. On. <laughs> yes. So, but that's part of why we have three to five club to do that. So right. let's, let's learn from each other's mistakes. So I love it. maybe some people don't have to make them. I love processes and systems. It's not everybody loves it, but what you have to love is the result it's going to give you. Right. And so you're not super systems oriented, but you I love the result. I was not super systems. I was not, clearly I wasn't. Yeah. I said, forget it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I right? don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I operate differently because I understand the results. So I'm always going, how do we systemize this to make sure that mm-hmm. something's in place, that there's consistency, that work's getting done correctly every single time, the mm-hmm. way it's supposed to be done. Everybody knows what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some form of reference um, information. And, and, and mostly, so people aren't asking me questions. Anytime someone's coming to me and asking me a question, that's my fault. Mm-hmm. Because either I haven't trained them to make the decision on their own, Mm -hmm. or we don't have a system or process that deals with it. So I I cannot be the single source of information and knowledge in the business. And that's what most business owners are. It's all up here. It's the biggest struggle. It's not out where people can take take use it. That's the biggest struggle I think all of us have. I struggle with it daily still. Yes. You know. And you just have to incrementally. That's yeah. what goes on your strategic plan. Yeah. And Those so I think a lot of the time I try to remember to ask the question, what do you need to answer that question? That's not me. Yes. Do you You need... have to put it back. Yeah. What do you need? What needs to happen yeah. so that you can answer I that almost, question on your own? I used to just answer the questions. Yeah. And then I realized that was a mistake because yeah. I'm making them dependent on me. People get frustrated with me sometimes, but yes. I'm just like, I'm empowering you to answer As your own questions. As a business owner? Answer the question with the question. Yep. And my question a lot of the time is, especially if it's like a technical question, like a technical tax question or a bookkeeping question or whatever, is what do you need? What yeah. what resource do you need? Do I need to train you? Do you need do you, a document? Yeah. yeah. What, what do needs you need? to happen? Yeah. Do you need access to it's resources? It's not that you don't want to answer it or be yeah. supportive. I want you to have you the question. I want you to have the answer, but I want yes. you to be able to find the answer. Yes. Because that's how we get things done. Yes. Yep. And that's how you start to create that freedom so you can get off the treadmill. Mm-hmm. So you can have take time off. Mm-hmm. So you can take a two or three week vacation. Well, and so other people can. Ultimately, that has to be, right? All right. So we can Other plug people and, want to take time off. Yeah, we can plug if and play. If they don't know, mm-hmm. there's no system mm-hmm. either, then it has to work for them too. Right. It goes throughout the, the organization. And how are you growing and learning if I keep answering your questions, right? If I just answer the question, you're not figuring out how it works. No. You're just using my brain power to do that. Yep. And then I end up exhausted by the end of the day, right? Totally. And I haven't done anything. Right. You just answered questions. All, all I did was answer questions. <laughs> I'm really smart. <laughs> I'm so smart. I answered all the questions today. Okay. So number three is processes, the yes. process math. And so what's number four? We have a bonus uh, on the three uh, keys. Uh, this really is that piece that uh, helps us see the things we can't see. Uh, we live in our heads so much and are so focused there that we can't really see that there's a different perspective. So Mm -hmm. what we need is outside eyes. Mm -hmm. So that's really a key piece of the community of three to five club where um, we're education, we're following deadlines and systems and accountability, but we're, we're masterminding, right? We're taking and going, where are you struggling right now? What's a bottleneck that you've got Mm -hmm. that you need some help with? And, uh, and let let the group as an organization as a 
as a community mm-hmm. help you find move past that mm-hmm. and find solutions. So there's different things that there's so many different levels that this this is beneficial to. So I remember saying one time in the group because we're talking about the big why, mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, like I have a marketing business. What's what's the big deal? But one of my clients, um, Dr. Tran, who's going to be on your next podcast, yeah, she's next. She, she was in the group and um, she's a weight loss doctor. She helps people lose lose weight mm-hmm. and change their lives. Like it's really dramatic what she does for them. And I'm like, I have a marketing business. How mm-hmm. impactful is that? She's like, yeah, but the service you do for us helps us get more clients, which changes their lives. Right. And you play a role in that. And it was like, oh, <laughs> I never saw it that way before. I never really thought about it like that. But it's really true mm-hmm. that the things that we do, we have a lot in the marketing business, we have a lot of um, assisted living communities. Mm-hmm. So I will not be caring for a senior. Mm-hmm. You know, I will not be taking care of an 80 year old grandma. I, it's just not my not gifting that I do. Mm-hmm. But if I can help a family find a really good, place for care Mm -hmm. and I somehow had a part in that that's meaningful so so finding that meaning and I never would have really connected those dots without Mm -hmm. a community that said dude you have the wrong perspective on this yeah you need to look at this differently Mm -hmm. and so whether that's you know should I hire somebody or not Mm -hmm. should I you know what's the next step I need to take you know am I got head trash about something I'm not you know Mm -hmm. what am I going to do on my BMD (laughs) That was my question. What am I do with myself? Like I got, I'm taking two and a half weeks off. Like, what do I do for two and a half weeks? I've never taken a two and a half week vacation. No. Never happened before. Mm-mm. An I, actual vacation. No I don't even work. know what to do. And right. You're not checking your email. Uh-uh. You're not answering the phone. Mm-mm. Like you're not doing anything related to work. Uh, and to be able to unplug like that. And that's, that for me was transformational. So I've taken a couple, you know, extended vacations now and done zero work during during those time frames. Mm-hmm. Been able to travel, spend time with with family and friends mm-hmm. and and connect with people. And that that piece for me has truly been um, eye-opening and transformational. You can't and wait to this, do it again. I oh, I love doing it. The <laughs> A piece for me that happened on on that connects back to the big white mm-hmm. and and my struggle with really grasping onto that. I um, I visited both my parents have passed away, mm-hmm. and I had the opportunity to visit my mom's sister, my aunt in St. Louis, and my dad's brother, uh, my uncle in um, outside of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and so I didn't really know in detail how my parents grew up, but Mm -hmm. they grew up in as little kids in the great depression. Mm -hmm. They literally lived in complete poverty. Mm -hmm. That's what they came from. Mm -hmm. And so when I look at their lives and the things that they did and the, the osmosis, you got some context that is transferred to me as I lived, I realized that there was some had trash about money, but because they had so little. Mm-hmm. And so anything that they got was um, like monumental mm-hmm. and a big deal. And 
but I think it also limited what their vision of what it could be. Right. And I think there's a little bit of that, that passed on to me. So That's as I was going through that process of having this business maturity date and remembering and recognizing what my parents had come through, it's like I've completely shifted and altered uh, the history of our timeline. Mm-hmm. Because they came from complete poverty, and here I am taking a three-week vacation. And they would have never. They didn't know what that was. Yeah. It never happened in our lives. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't even imagine it. Right. And so as a business owner, we have opportunities to do things that most people don't get a chance to do. That's very true. And the question is, are we, are we willing to take the step to do it? Can we find that big why and, and realize that our business can do so much more for us than give us a paycheck? It can alter and it can alter the timelines of our families, right? Absolutely. That's so it, cool. be, it becomes it becomes a legacy then, mm-hmm. which is a whole different conversation. It is a whole different conversation. And yeah, I mean, my kids have watched me build a business, um, and they're continuing to watch me build a business, mm-hmm. and that's not anything anybody else has done in our family. <laughs> Right. My dad had a business, but, you know, they didn't get to see any of that, you know, and it he ended up selling it like as soon as that, you know, became viable. You know, they actually turned around and sold it. So, like, we didn't actually get to see him build a business that created a lifestyle for him. Right. Mm -hmm. So my kids are going to be able to get to see this because, again, nobody else has built, you know, just a business from nothing. Right. And that's what we do. They didn't get to see that. And they they. I never got to see that. Yep. Huge lessons for them to, to see that process. And yeah. What that looks like. It's huge lessons for me too. <laughs> Every day. Every day. There is not a day that there <laughs> are not the lessons to learn. And the daily I learned something new about myself. Yes. Okay. So final question. Oh, wait. Before I ask my final question. Yes. Easiest way to, for people to find you. Um, Westminster3to5club.com. Okay. okay. Uh, is our website. We've got uh, our next upcoming uh, events and so forth. Yeah, if you're in on there, Denver, if you're in the north, northern Denver, North Denver metro area, okay. and you're curious about you how people you coming can, from Fort Collins, don't you? Have people coming from uh, Fort Collins? Yes. Okay. Yep. So, what is the one key thing, in your opinion, hmm. that helps a business owner find synergy in their business? Number one, one thing. One thing to find synergy, um, I would say for me, it's really recognizing that it's all one thing. I really used to live these separate lives. Here was my work and here was my personal. Mm-hmm. And that these were separate things and separate entities. And it's really one thing. And the, the easier, it's been easier for me to just live a happy, joyful life with an integrated life. A synergistic life, mm-hmm. if you want to use that word, since you said that, and that it's all incorporated That's together. Preference word, favorite word. And so, which means, which means, guess what? On a Friday afternoon, if I want to go watch a movie, mm-hmm. that's good for my business. Yeah. Because I'm unplugging, I'm getting away, and I'm doing mm-hmm. something on a Friday afternoon. Yeah. There's not, you know, most most people are retired or whatever if they're going to a movie on Friday afternoon. Right. And so, so that's part. Going to the movie Mm -hmm. in the middle of the day, Mm -hmm. it's all the same to me. Yeah. That's like a work appointment. Yep. 
it's the same. And yeah. so being able to find that, hey, this is all together. It's all integrated. It's all Well, and it's all one important, thing. right? It's so all I go, important. I usually go to the, I go lift at the gym usually like at 10 a.m. or like at 2 p.m. because there's nobody awesome. else there. Yep, really? exactly. And I can get a squat and I can get a squat rack. Yes. So. Right. But I'm doing it because I need it, but also my brain needs it. Yep. Like it's therapy for me. So yes. that's good for the business, right? Yes. Yep. It's all the same thing. Right. Right. That's that's just as important business meeting as another business meeting with the client. I love it. So important. Yep. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming again. Thank you. That was fantastic. <laughs> I love this. So fun. Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening. If you found this podcast to be inspiring, helpful, and entertaining, please like and subscribe. This helps us grow the community and reach more people. If you're interested in learning more about this episode's guests or accessing any of the books or other resources mentioned in this episode, be sure to check out the description box below. Until next time, be abundant.